You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Good morning, everybody. This is Morning Breath, and we're welcoming you to the program on this beautiful Thursday, April 22nd. So glad you could take time out of your busy day to join us here on Morning Breath as we get into the Word of God. That's what we do. Read a chapter of the Bible, spend some time with the Lord. Then we come down to the studio here in the Merritt Island campus of East Coast Christian Center, read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about wherever God leads us in the chapter. My co-host today, the we in We Read, is Pastor David Gammon. How are you doing, Pastor David? I am doing great. Super excited for the chapter today. Luke 4. Man, this is the... uh, this is the battle between Jesus and and the devil and the temptations and all that stuff. Man, yeah, great man. chapter. Can't wait to jump into it. Thank God. It, and it follows the genealogy, so you didn't have to read those. I know, right? Yeah, Who got yeah. that, Mark? Pastor Mark <laughs> Cook got that, yeah. Every once in a while, I switch with the guys because, it, you know, it's, right. it is a mouthful. But I've read it, you know, probably, I don't know, out loud maybe. A few hundred times, it seems like to me. But anyway, yeah, sometimes I switch with it so I can butcher them instead of them butchering. But Mark's good. Mark Mark works hard at pronunciation. He is. He used to be a teacher. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of ingrained. Now, me, I I was never like a school teacher or anything. Same here. Doesn't bother me to butcher (laughs) Jewish pronunciation, you know, Hebrew pronunciation. I always bank, and this is bad, but this is honest, everybody. We super love you guys. But I also bank on that you can't pronounce it either. Amen. Amen. We're hoping. So I'm like, we got a divine hope. I'm just going to roll with that. We love you. But the truth is, it's it's hard to pronounce these. And you know, the scary thing, Pastor David, is I went to Israel back in like 98 or something like that. Anyway, um, when I got there, all the words I thought I was pronouncing right, I didn't even (laughs) pronounce those right. And I mean, the way they pronounce them in Israel is so different than here. And so, yeah, I, I... I've pretty much given up on trying to be right. know, dude perfect when it comes to pronunciation. <laughs> well, I tell you what, if you guys want to jump in so at least we could all take this uh, this journey together, great way to find the chapters we've gone into, the chapters we're going into, and listen to other episodes of the podcast is go to our website. You'll see the Morning Breath tab. Go ahead and click on that, and you'll be able to hook you right up. You'll just follow through the process or go get our app. The Morning Breath is on our app. Morning Breath is on our app as well. It's East Coast Christian Center. Put that where you ever get your mobile app provider, and you'll our, our logo will pop right up. Just download it there. This is a great resource for you for weekend messages, groups that we have, events that we're doing, Morning Breath like we just said. So get the app for sure. Next, you also can just follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. You'll be good. You'll be able to. We try and put out encouraging and uplifting content throughout the whole week. So whenever you do go to social media, you got something that's building you up instead of just pulling and breaking you down. And if none of that is your cup of tea, just call the church at 321-452-1060, and we'll take care of you. Yeah. We'll, we'll take care of you. Yeah, and we do want you to know church is open. We're having a church mm-hmm. in the buildings. Every one of our campuses is open. We're having church, doing our best to clean between every service and before every service really is probably the better way to say it, and having a great, safe environment for your family. We've got some areas of social distancing wherever you need them, however you want to do it. But we are open. We do have now. What do you call it when when you would stay at home and watch church? What do you call that? I would say just the church online, kind of like we've been calling it. We've been calling it church online. I mean online. That's why I've been. Business I thought we've been calling it online church. Either or. Now, yeah, I know. I was thinking about that though this morning. I know that's a little bit of a a finagle point, but I yeah. think it's fascinating that you said church, church online, online this morning mm-hmm. because I haven't heard that phrase too much. 
church online, and I've gotten in the habit of saying online church. Hey, everybody online, online church, online church, online church. And it just, you know what? I like church online better. Church online? Yeah, because it has the right thing first. You know, it isn't all about where you do it. It's all about what you're doing, and it's being the church. And so church online I like better than online church. Nice. I don't know. Just crazy thought. I had that this morning. Nice. And then you pull it out, mm-hmm. out of your hat, which you're not wearing, but uh, from underneath <laughs> your headphones, and you just say, church online, yeah, no problem. Uh, I haven't heard that much. Maybe I'm just – maybe because that retinal, you know, where you tune into uh, – things once you've heard them a couple of times or thought about them, then you start hearing them, you know, more clearly around you. But anyway, it's just interesting. Nice. I never thought about that. That's kind of cool. Oh, well, who knows? Let's, <laughs> uh, let's get into it. All right. You, we want, got... you want to read the chapter? Let's do it. Okay. You want to take the first 22? I'll do it. We'll both read New King James right. then today. Oh, my gosh. What a treat. <laughs> and uh, we'll do it. Well, Pastor Dan, I say to you, read, sir. Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for 40 days by the devil. And in those days, he ate nothing. And afterward, when they had ended, he was hungry. And the devil said to him, if you are the son of God, command the stone to become bread. But Jesus answered him, saying, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, All this authority I will give to you, or give you and their glory, for this has been delivered to me. And I give to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. Jesus answered and said to him, Get behind me, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Then he brought him to Jerusalem, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you to keep you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. And Jesus answered and said to him, It has been said, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Now when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and the news of him went out through all the surrounding region. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. So he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah, and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So all bore witness to him and marveled at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, Is this not Joseph's son? He said to them, You will surely say this proverb to me. Physicians, heal yourself. Heal yourself. Whatever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in your country. Then he said, Surely I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. But I tell you truly, many widows were in Israel in the day of Elijah, 
when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, and there was a great famine throughout all the land. But to none of them was Elijah sent except to Zarephath in the region of Sidon to a woman who was a widow. And many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elisha, the prophet. None of them were cleansed except Naaman, the Syrian. So all those in the synagogue, when they heard these things, were filled with wrath and rose up and thrust him out of the city. And they led him to the brow of the hill on which their city was built that they might throw him down over the cliff. Then passing through the midst of them, he went his way. Then he went down to Capernaum and at the city of Galilee and was teaching them out on the, was teaching them on the Sabbaths, and when they were and they were astonished at his teachings, for his word was with authority. Now in the synagogue there was a man who had a spirit of an unclean demon, and he cried out with a loud voice, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet and come out of him. And when the demon had thrown him in their midst, it came out of him and did not hurt him. Then they all were amazed and spoke amongst themselves, saying, What a word this is, for with authority and power he commands the unclean spirits. They come out, and the report about him went out into every place in the surrounding region. Now he arose from the synagogue and entered Simon's house. But Simon's wife's mother was sick with a high fever, and they made a request of him concerning her. He stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. And immediately she arose and served them. When the sun was setting, and all those who had any, when the sun was setting, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. And the demons also came out of many, crying out and saying, "You are the Christ, Son of God." And he rebuked them and did not allow them to speak, for they knew that he was the Christ. Now when it was day, he departed and went into a desert, deserted place, and the crowd sought him and came to him, and he tried to keep him from leaving. But he said to them, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also. Because of this purpose, I have been sent. He was preaching in the synagogues of Galilee. Amen. I just kept going, ah, until he jumped in. Ah, you know, there's there's no, uh, the worst angry people in the world are angry religious people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you think about that, and it's kind of hard because, you know, we're part of we're part of the Christian faith, and some people might even call us or anybody who, you know, goes to church religious. But, you know, there are a lot of religious people that don't know God in any way, shape, or form. And, uh, you know, if you look at, uh, you know, whatever it is you want to pick, whether it's the radical, you know, Muslim mu- movement or radical Jews in this case or mm-hmm. radical Christians, crazy, you know, crusades or whatever, you know, people want to pick. Mad religious people are probably some of the most dangerous people in the world. By far. They don't know God. They believe they're on the right side. They believe they have a right to do what they're doing. They believe that it's there's a higher calling. Nothing more dangerous than that. But, I mean, from everything we can 
see in in what Jesus said and did, violence is never the answer mm-hmm. for uh, for these kinds of situations to cha- try to change people's minds mm-hmm. or or get them to move towards what you believe. Now he did say that um, you know if his battle was of the world, his his disciples would fight. And so if you try to hurt my family, I'll, I will fight. Amen. You know, if you try to hurt, if I need to defend our country, I will fight. You Amen. know, all those things are real. But to fight for, you know, a belief with physical violence is never a, mm. never a solution that you see in the Bible. I know. Mm. When I was reading through this, too, and, and thinking about it, it, it's crazy because here's, here's a little bit of a bold statement. And um, I would actually pick, if we had to pick teams, I would pick maybe— a guy that maybe drinks a little too much or maybe a girl that dresses a little too floozy over a person that was a religious zealot <laughs> because you can help the other people in their sanctification walk. Yeah. But the yeah. person that becomes a religious zealot, they're at the top of their God mountain. Oh, yeah, and it really scary. is yeah. the hardest person to speak to. Yeah. And you know what? Before I look at other people, I look at the man in the mirror and I say, hey, I want to make sure yeah, I'm right. not slipping me, into Jesus. that Help area me. and I'm not doing it because you know what? I, I see here, Jesus does something that is so cool. He's casting out demons, all right? And then he's like, being like, shut up, demon. Do not say a word. All of us, if we were, if that's what the demons were coming out saying, hey, this is the greatest preacher ever or greatest this. Give that uh, devil a mic. (laughs) Exactly. We'd be like, can we get that on my Twitter account ASAP? You know what I mean? And Jesus is like, shut your mouth. Get out. Just go. You know, and he's the same when he works miracles and heals people. In the beginning, he's like, okay, I'm going to heal you, but don't tell anybody. Or, All he right. just, or he just turns around and walks away. Yeah, and he's like— Disappears. You know, but right now, you know, and, and you know, for the last hundred years, mm-hmm. we have horse and pony shows of stuff like this where yeah, it's like— it's And it's like, hold on a second. That's why I love how this chapter ends where he's like, hey, I can continue this, but I didn't come for this. I can work miracle signs, wonders, and do all this anywhere, but— the main thing is that we know the gospel of Jesus Christ, that we know the kingdom, that we know what Jesus is sent for and who our heavenly father is. That is the most important thing. I want to encourage you with that today, man. But look past the miracles and go right to the root because the miracles are the fruit. Go to the root, and that's Jesus Yeah, they're Christ. kind of signposts, you know, uh-huh. signs and wonders, something that's a sign to make you wonder. I mean, people were drawn to John because he was, you know, camel's hair, eating grasshoppers and, you know, wild honey and all the stuff that he was doing and, and coming out there at, to get baptized by him. A little bit of the reason they came is it was a little bit wild. The other thing I was going to say is here in this situation, you see Jesus talking to, uh, you know, his, kind of his family and friends. He's in his mm-hmm. hometown, and they're the ones who, who lose it with him. Mm-hmm. And it it is hard to talk to your family and friends. Amen. It's easier, as Pastor David said, to pick somebody out there on the edge, you know, maybe a little bit of a bear gut and, you know, a little bit looser lady or however you want to say that. And they're out there doing their own thing and mm-hmm. don't really know God. Sometimes there are tons easier to talk to about God than your own family, your own mother, your brother, your sisters. And that's exactly what's going here. But here's the encouraging thing that we know before this is over with. And we get to the book of Revelation. 
Jesus' family, a lot of them is on, they, they are on board. Amen. And they're serving God. And you know, Jesus' brother James, mm-hmm. he was he was on fire and served and pastored the church in Jerusalem, and he did a lot of great things. Of course, we know it's his half brother and all of that stuff, but it was hard. But not always the way things start or the way they end up. Come on. Even the religiously kind of angry and crazy can end up in the end being converted and follow God and have the right spirit in them. So that's that's the encouraging because I had all sorts of the wrong things in me Amen. and still probably do. Like you said, <laughs> if any man stand, take heed lest he fall. And that's, you know, take a look at the man in the mirror. So, yeah, I, I was in, I'm encouraged on that, that his, a lot of his family was on board before it was over with. Come on. And what we want to do sometimes is we want to grab our playbook and and run out there and, and accomplish. You know what? Accomplish whatever, whatever, you know, it might even be what God's plan might be, but God's, God's purpose and your plan don't really mix either. It's got to be God's purpose and God's plan that you operate in. And that's really a submitted heart to Jesus Christ. And it opens the chapter with, then Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Look at that right there. Luke made a point to let you know that now being filled with the Holy Spirit, that 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 there is now another dynamic in him, in him, and he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. There's something that I kind of want to challenge out there in people's hearts is that the expression... Um, I have no peace over this is, is a healthy expression, but you need to make sure that I have no peace isn't code for this is going to be difficult. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a lot of people like, look at it, look at where the, the Lord wants to lead them and what it wants to do. And they see the adversity. And what they mean to say is that looks like it's going to be tough. So they say, I have no peace. And what you're really trying to say is I have no comfort. Comfort and mm-hmm. peace are two different things. Amen. God Good. will give you peace, but he ain't guaranteeing you mm-hmm. comfort. All well, right. certainly Jesus wasn't led in the spirit, led by the Spirit to a place of comfort. No, he was not. I mean, fast for forty days. I just <laughs> challenge us. Probably nobody listening right now that's ever fasted for forty days I in can't a fast row for forty minutes. Yeah, I get it. But um, we're not talking about us three in this room. Let's move out beyond to the people <laughs> that can fast for an hour. But you know, fasting for forty days, uh, being hungry and thirsty, and I think, you know, when I read this, it's hard for me to see that he dr- even drank during that time. So this is like a, a major supernatural fast. And then he's got the devil, you know, dragging him around and showing him things and speaking to him. And then his family goes crazy and, uh, you know, attacks and all that. But one thing I do want to add is verse 14. It says, then Jesus returned in the power of the spirit Come on. to Galilee. And I think that's kind of a one of the keys here. He was filled with the spirit. And then he was led of the Spirit, and he didn't shy away from what the Spirit led into him because it was going to be hard. He faced it head on, and then the Bible says that he returned in the power of the Spirit. And I don't know how many people I've talked to that that's what they're believing for. I'm believing for the power of God, you know, the power of God. And, and, you know, this is how Jesus walked in it, and there's probably not a lot of shortcuts And it is the spirit who does the work in us. I get it. But we need to be, you know, put ourselves in the kind of the right frame of heart and mind and position ourselves uh, to to receive, walk in, uh, hear from and then develop in the power of the spirit. So it's just it's just a powerful thing. Come on. And, and, And a great way to do this is one. 
Know your righteousness. Know your right standing with Jesus Christ. And your righteousness is like this. You have the jersey on. You are part of the team now, okay? Some people mistake righteousness and sanctification because when you mess up on your sanctification, you feel bad. Your sanctification is your process of getting out all of that junk of your life, but it doesn't lose you from the team. So, for instance, my son, he's eight years old. He's in Little League. If he goes up to bat and he strikes out, his coach does not throw him off the team. That's how some people view Christianity, that if after being on the team or being saved, if you make another stupid decision or sin, that all of a sudden now you've lost your righteousness with God. That's what the devil would love for you to believe. But mm, the truth is, the truth. you just messed up on your sanctification, all right? His grace is new every day. His mercies are new every morning. You know, like, give us this day our daily bread. God is the God of the day. Get back up and get back in it. Like, your sanctification and your righteousness are totally different. Be focused on your righteousness as you walk out that sanctification. Yeah. You know, the other thing that I, I don't know, this just stood out to me. And I'm just going to throw it out there. Verse 16, so he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Come Sabbath on. day. Oh, yeah. And as his custom was, and you know, I'm, I'm a very habitual person, and I can be it in the, all the wrong ways, you know, eating the wrong things, or, you know, or not doing, you know, having a right routine or any of those things. But once I get in one, I'm actually I can be pretty powerful. I can, it really, I can really get a hold of something. I'm in a kind of a push-up thing right now where I'm doing my push-ups and I'm doing them, man. And it's like, <laughs> if I go to brush my teeth and I haven't done my push-ups yet, and I look at that man in the mirror, there's just something that says, okay, I'm going to have to pump out 50, 60, 70, 80 push-ups before I go to bed. Which, you know, I don't know about you, but I don't feel like sleeping after I've pumped out 60 push-ups. But anyway, long story short, I just get it in me, and it, it's a pretty powerful thing. And there's a difference between being religious and controlled by it and having good godly habits mm. um, that are are powerful, uh, that are life-giving, that, you know, that you— that you regularly pray. You know, Carol and I pray every night before we go to bed, um, and we just do. And Carolyn gets a lot of credit for that. There was a time when she didn't really do that kind of stuff as much, and then now she's actually almost taken the lead in it. She wants to do it, and she's been part of it. We've done it now for, I don't know how long, a while, a couple of years or however the case may be, and it's a good habit, and it's it's it, it feels good. and. When we sit down next to each other, that, that moment feels, it feels right. It feels awesome. And so there can be life-giving habits you have, but, you know, not religious. We don't want you just being a religious zealot or nut. Come on. I'll tell you what, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll close out the show with a final thought. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. 
You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family. We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321 453 Kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Pastor David, what do you got? Final thoughts. Man, I love here, like we were talking about here on the short break, um, Jesus would read the scroll of Isaiah that would get handed to him, yeah, and the cool. portion of scripture that he would read is so profound. It is literally the calling of what he was called to and is doing here on earth as Christ, as the Messiah. And it's amazing. God's timing, God, I mean, it all lined up. The man had to be the right man, the right scriptures on the right day. And, and mm. Pastor Dan was speaking into this when we we're off the air. How, I mean, mathematically, so it's just almost impossible yeah. for this to yeah. be going down. Definitely. And, and you know, we we're just talking about how, you know, 
Don't miss that. Don't miss what God is doing in the moments that he's given you because you've allowed bitterness into your heart, because you've allowed a distraction into your heart. But when you are are seeking God and, and the word of God is coming out, be focused on the word because it will not return void. That it, when his word is sent out, that it is more powerful than a two-edged sword. Mm-hmm. It, uh, there's points in scripture where a donkey is delivering the message, okay? But it's not about you and the communicator. It's about you and your heavenly father when the word is being teached. So I'll encourage you with that today. Get into your word, press in, let your father do sanctifying surgery because it's no mistakes at the moment, the moments that you are in in this world. I also love verse 21 here. It says, uh, today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. And I just want to encourage you, God has got a, a now word for you as you get into the word, as you, as you go through this chapter. But sometimes there's the powerful now word, that that revelation that's for you today when the word is going to change something instantly in your life. I just encourage somebody out there, God's doing something big. God bless you. Have a great day. See you guys. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.